0: Hello, listeners. This is Luke from Eight ton doing book reviews where students and teachers talk about books. The Art of Keeping Cool. This is the name of the book I'll be podcasting about today. It is written by Janet Taylor Lizzle, and she has won quite a few awards for her realistic fiction books. Just reading the title suggests the book is going to be mysterious and interesting, isn't it? Well, one big part of making a good book is a good title. It has 250 pages, so not a long book. You ever heard of World War II? You probably have. started in 1939 when Germany invaded Poland. The news quickly spread across the world and extended the battlefield to the United States after the Japanese invaded their Pearl Harbor. The United States responded with some big guns, one of the best long-range weapons at their time. They were being installed in Hem's Head near the coast of the state of Rhode Island, where the story begins. The main character, Robert, and his family, with his mom, his dad, his sister, Carolyn, lived in Ohio in a house with a farm that his dad ran, but his dad, unfortunately affected by the war, had to be a pilot for the United States Army. That leaves nearly no manpower for their farm, even with the kids helping hands. Robert's mom then decides to move to their grandma and grandpa's houses in Rhode Island and get a job there as well, after putting their farm on lease. That means giving it to a company to manage it. That's where Robert met the other main character, his cousin, Elliot. One day during early morning, Robert and Elliot ran out of their houses to see the big guns come down their road, despite it having been broadcasted in news all week long already. They were really heavy tanks of steel and damaged the road as it slowly made its way to its station. Robert was very interested in tools of war, while Elliot was a bit more unusual. He could not hide his feelings well at all. Anyone can just look in his eyes and see in an instant what he's feeling, on, while well, on this occasion, terror, like the guns are about to shoot at any time before being stationed anywhere. He usually registered things too deep and too complicated, along with being overly careful and tidy. Were our other unusual behaviors, Elliot also has a talent in art. He can, re- he can remember any scene or image during the day, and replicate it on paper with all the details one can imagine with just a pencil. He does all his drawings in secret, though, as he thinks that they're not good enough. Robert, his mom, and Carolyn live in a house with Elliot's grandparents, Uncle Jake and Aunt Nan, and his own grandparents as well, Grandpa and Grandma Saunders. His grandpa is a doctor, and he does not look friendly at all. During dinner time on the day of their arrival, he shouted at Robert multiple times for no reason. Well, that just gave Robert the bad first impression. Uncle Jake and Aunt Nan were not that special, though. They only used to try to help Elliot's weird behavior, but gave up long ago because he just doesn't change. As time passed, Robert began to know Elliot better. He found out that nearly all he did was draw. He'd sketch anything on the street and scenes in school, but would throw them them away right after they were done. Meanwhile, lots of war news was also pouring in. Germany, which the United States were fighting, seemed to have the upper hand. They destroyed one of the United States' ships, and were invading other places at the same time. It was a few months later, when Robert and Elliot were walking home from school together, that Elliot introduced Abel Hoffman, a German artist, to Robert. German. He likes Elliot's drawing talent, and wants him to draw with him, even if Elliot doesn't want to. At this time, Robert was also interested about his dad, why no one was ever mentioning him in the house. His mom said they were all too worried about him, but Robert still thought that topic needed more investigation. This has become one of Robert's goals throughout the book, to find out more about his dad and his history. Some time later, Robert and Elliot found out that the Germans have bombed another of the United States ships, and this time it's a passenger ship and a big passenger ship, and many people went down. And if anything else happens, they will shoot the the United States will shoot the big guns. So, as curious as Robert is about the tools of war, he told Elliot to come with him where the big guns were stationed, called just called the fort. And they have an adventure there. Even though Elliot wanted to turn back multiple times, after a long hike, they finally reached the hill so that they could see the inside of the fort. Not just the concrete wall that everyone else sees, but the wooden houses, the tents, the other guns, and so much more inside. They, They even accidentally discovered that Abel Hoffman liked to take their secret route to get a better view to draw pictures. More days pass, and more ships were sunk by German torpedoes. The whole island now in the force orders to listen for alarms and other sirens for emergency situations, for example, if they need to evacuate at some time. As more German attacks came, people began becoming more and more suspicious about the only German in their island— or at least in their surroundings, which forced Abel Hoffman to do some very interesting things. We're careful not to spoil too much here, as the exciting part of the story has just started. You need to read the book to find out what Hoffman does at the end, as well as where Robert can find out the history of his dad. Now, since this book is a story about two teenagers living on an island during World War II, A lot of different things were happening at the same time. We cannot see an obvious theme for this book. But after some researching, I found out that I found out a couple that would work with the book. The most important one would definitely be War and Peace, because this book is just about that. The war part of the theme comes out when the Germans attack multiple ships of the United States, especially the passenger ship. And the residents of the whole house start to get worried. For example, in the very start of chapter five, a quote says, "A big passenger ship was destroyed, and eighty people were lost and still counting. A lot of servicemen, army officers, went down. The forts in a scramble. Everybody's shaken up." I think that is a good idea to start a new chapter with a strong message. The text that follows are explaining precautions that the forts. Makes and the house residents' reactions to keep things interesting and to keep the message strong. The peace side of the theme, however, lies towards the end of the book, during the falling action when the war has finally come to the end and the author was busy explaining the aftermath. Remember Robert's dad had to go to war, and how Robert was so keen to know more about his dad's history and to get close to him again. That's just one of the examples how the peace theme shows itself. Robert and his mom are always hoping the war will end sooner, and when peace finally arrives, the family can reunite. Well, another theme that was spotted was the theme of suffering. Throughout the book, Robert had many minor mental suffering moments. For example, one of the quotes in page 16 says, for a doctor he was not very friendly looking when he first saw Grandpa Saunders, and in page 19, when he's getting unreasonably shouted at by Grandpa over a chicken leg. That's not that major. But the theme is even more obvious when Robert explains how much he wants to know about his dad. The author spent the entire first half of chapter 4 explaining about how no one seemed to talk about Robert's dad and how there's nearly no evidence in the house of him having lived there, even if he lived there most of his life. This shows that Robert really cares about his dad and misses him a lot already. Most of the physical suffering revolves about Ewell Hoffman, but that's for future readers to read and not to be spoiled here, because it's all towards the end. There are also some more slightly less important themes, for example... Good and evil, and deception. A quote from page 73 says, Maybe he hears things and sends messages. He could have the secret radio transmitters. He has binoculars, blah blah blah. This quote is Robert being suspicious of Abel Hoffman being a spy because he's the only German in their area. You see, spy, that's definitely deception there. And also, throughout the story, Robert and Elliot generally trust Abel Hoffman, the German, but then the members of the house and the community around them definitely do not. This is an example of good and evil, because there's only so much the good can do to stop the evil. In this case, it was a bit more confusing, because we don't exactly know whether Abel Hoffman is good or evil until we reach the end of the book, but... So again it's up for the readers to find out themselves another mystery of the book rather than having it all explained here Well as a reader who has already finished the book I would certainly have my opinion about it The overall read was really nice most of the time the first few chapters of all the realistic the all the fiction books that I read are not that interesting because of all the explaining of everything, the author has to do to make everything clear, but this book keeps itself interesting by constantly making new things happen. For example, new war news and new important character—the stuff that the reader actually cares about. For those who don't have enough stamina for long novels, this one is the book for you. Towards the middle of the book. The more exciting things start to happen, which really hooks the reader in until the climax. It becomes really hard to stop reading now as the final answers to the mysteries of the whole book are about to unveil. I really enjoyed reading the book myself because it keeps my attention very well. And since I don't think I have a lot of stamina for a long book compared to other readers, I think this book would interest them even more. I also think it is very cool how the author did the ending. Instead of having a main antagonist that finally gets defeated in some way in the end of the book, which most books seem to do, she included many mini-endings of the many things that were happening in the book. For example, one mini-ending is The war's Results in Aftermaths, and another one is Abel Hoffman's crazy decisions and actions. In addition to the unusual ending, I also think the author's conveys her feelings really effectively. The way she worded the sentences really made me see the underlying message of many parts of the book. She didn't make the words too formal, and her choice of when to write other people's feelings were also well chosen especially because she's writing in first-person point of view. You're not supposed to know a lot of feelings when you're writing in first-person, but I think that she chose when to write that very well. Overall, the f- book felt very complete to me. All the mysteries and problems were solved and answered in some way. I didn't really think there were any missing components at all. Though the book didn't really make me think about it for days to come, I still really enjoyed reading it, and I would definitely recommend it to people ages 8 to 13, as there as are little words that are hard to understand or rarely used, at least the ones that I don't understand. It's a great book for non-novel readers to discover that some novels can actually hook them in and make them not lose all their patience before they finish the first chapter. I myself was a non-novel reader until I read the Harry Potter series, a, a series made by a good author. Now I can appreciate reading some, if not most, novels. I think The Art of Keeping Cool is a realistic fiction book made for entertainment, not for other reasons, because all the author said was... That she wanted to share some information about where she lives, which is Rhode Island, and how life is there. Also, if you would ask me, my favorite part of the book would be the parts at the end about Abel Hoffman. Not spoiling the ending here again, but the hooks and suspense that the author makes were really good, and I wouldn't have done anything differently at all if I were the author. This book is one of the few books that I actually enjoyed reading. Few, one of the few novels that I actually enjoyed reading. Just a reminder, it has won many awards. So, for the non-novel reader, definitely gives this a try. My, my rating would be, well, you guessed it, five stars out of five.